what's up you dirtbags a huge episode coming live here in studio we've got a couple drinks flowing luke how's it going man good man how are you doing doing good uh we just launched our episode dirtbags before dark and honestly that was a little different on uh we were doing it at noon on a thursday and so it was a little different getting in the vibe of things but it is dark it is night and i mean we're on our worst behavior are you, I saw a glass of whiskey there. Did you find an NA whiskey or are you back in action? No, I, I found an, yeah, it's a spiritless bourbon actually. And I, I smoked it. I threw bitters in, I did as much as I could. It's, it's like a 2.8 out of 10. I mean, it's, it's just too sweet. And I realized the burn comes from the alcohol and that's what I like. So it's, yeah. it's a little tougher, but I got a backup uh, here. For when we dive into the conversation, Deschutes Brewery, Black Butte Porter. So another NA and uh, we're going to, we're going to keep it rolling. I love how those cans are so like pronounced non-alcoholic. Like the yeah. fucking can said that. You got to do it. But Luke, the real reason we are here is because we have a massive episode. We've got the COO of snow, Mr. Yes. Glacier Snow Management. He's on Instagram. He's on Snapchat. Jeremy Lindstrom. How's it going, man? Not too bad. How about you guys? Jeremy, what's up, man? From the hometown. I love it. This is, our, I think that's our first podcast to where somebody's been like in a hometown of one or the other. So that's super fun. Yeah, I think you're right, man. I mean, this is like just a big local podcast right now. Yeah, it is. We, uh, every time we go out and push, Jeremy's always like, Luke, when you get me on your podcast, hey, when we do that, we should record when we're out hauling snow. Cause they do like a really big group chat and the group chat's fucking hilarious. Cause everybody's just making fun of each other all the time or talking about each other's girlfriends. And I'm like, I don't know if we could air some of that. <laughs> no, I don't know. That would air. I don't think <laughs> it makes the night go on faster though. That's for sure. Keeps you awake. After dark, probably. Yeah. The yeah, breaks I, after dark. I mean, our, our podcast gets pretty greasy. So when Luke told me that we probably couldn't have that on, I, I know it's gotta be uh gotta be out there. It's a good one. It's a good one. But yeah, I don't know if we should hear that one. But back to business. Jeremy, thank you for the time. We know you were just at a like a like an expo, weren't you? In the cities? Uh no, I, I brought our pickup down for the Northern Green Expo. It's I'm actually going down there tomorrow for the shows. I think it starts tomorrow on Thursday. So I'm gonna go down tomorrow and check that out and just kill a couple of days. No snow in the forecast. So like yeah. Are you liking it? Do you help? Like, is it through Iron Valley or do you help one of the exhibitors down there? Uh, Iron Valley, yeah. Patrick there, he just wants to use my truck and he's a good guy and we've been, we've done some business with him. So we just kind of help him out if he needs help and he helps me out. So Absolutely. he sells our and all this stuff. So Absolutely. Love that. Um, so kind of just kind of dive into it right away. Jeremy, I don't think, I don't think we've ever told you like how many people have been like, we need Jeremy Lindstrom on the podcast, get Glacier on there. We want to know more. We want to know more. And I feel like a lot of the people that listen to the podcast also do snow in the winters and they probably follow you guys on Instagram or TikTok. So you have a huge presence and that's why I think it's going to be a really fun conversation and hopefully somebody can, or more than somebody can take away more info from this as well. Yeah. And for everyone listening, I mean, we were trying our best to get Jeremy on. Uh, he's a tough negotiator. So we had to bump up our rates a little bit and, and get did. him on here. So we, did. Uh, we made it happen. That, though. We made it happen. A couple Western hats and the deal was done. <laughs> yeah. See, got her on today. I got, I got James. Good. In my, I'm like, she's supporting all the boys. I love it. I love it. Speaking of James, he's got a package coming my way, but anyway, we'll cross that bridge later. Um, <laughs> Jeremy. Okay. So take us, give us a little background to when you started at Glacier and what you kind of started doing. Well, I, I ran a snow company for before Glacier and a smaller snow company. I ran that for a guy for, I don't know, maybe seven years. And I always talked to Don. I'm like, I'm like, Hey, if you got a full time, you want me to come over? I'll come over. So one day, I don't know, that's probably came up. 15 years ago now or so I came over and he's like called me up one day and he goes hey you want to come I'm like yep I'll start tomorrow let's go so pretty much uh joined Don in Glacier and he was you know we were quite a bit smaller back then I mean I don't even remember how many loaders I mean we had quite a few but not like we are today mm -hmm. so from there on we just kind of started growing and uh, 
I don't know, just took the bull by our horns and took off. What made you jump that fast? Like just a just a simple phone call. Hey, Jeremy, I got a spot. You coming? Well, yep. I've known Don. I knew Don for a few years, and I always I've seen what they do, and I don't know. I just I just kind of I wanted to change, and I had another. You know, I had a full time job, and I did snow on the side, so I was I just wanted to do snow full time for the most part, honestly. So mm-hmm. I, I like it. You know, you while well, you do snow, Luke, you know it's it's a different breed that does snow, so. I'm lucky. I get to I get to sub with you guys. You guys get to do all the hard work. You just tell me when to go. It's like telling me how high to jump, and we jump. So you guys make it easy. Yeah. Well, we try to make it easy for the subs. I mean, it's that's how we get good subs, like yourself. How do you like in the early days? How did you find subs? Because that's kind of an unorthodox way. I feel like to where everybody. I'm not gonna say you're old, but you're older than I am. To where everybody could do it better themselves or I can do that myself, or, you know, that type of mentality? I don't For the most part, we just put the word out if anybody wants to sub on, you know, guys, for the most part, they don't want to, like, they don't have the time to go find contracts, and mm-hmm. or they don't want to have, you know, they just want, like you just said, simple. They want it simple. We will call you. All you have to do is wait for my phone call. You go push snow, you get done, you get paid. You don't have to deal with, you know, you don't have to deal with the customers, really, for the most part. You don't have to wait for it to get payment. You know, you just do your job and you get paid. Yeah. I mean, I always say, I think, I think our subs got it pretty good. You know, obviously I'm biased, but I mean, it's for, for the most part, you guys don't have too many struggles. It's just wait for us to call, push the snow and get paid. And, you know, you do a good job and that's all there is to it. You do a good job and we'll call you back the next year. If you don't take the hint. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And Jeremy, how do you how do you control quality then when you're dealing with so many subs? I mean, it, is it pretty obvious that if they're not doing their job, is it you know? Can you do you notice that? Yeah, definitely. We we'll go and uh, I mean, obviously, Luke's been the our meeting. We'll have a meeting with the contract. We'll tell them what we expect out of them. I mean, for our we're pretty particular. I mean, there's no we we don't want any tailings left on a lot. We want a lot to be as bare as possible. As clean as possible, you know. You get paid by hours, so or like spend as much time as you need. We're not gonna, we're not gonna rush you along. I mean, obviously, some mornings we'll say, "Let's go, we got to get stuff done," and then we go at the next night, more detail, everything. But for the most part, it's like, yeah, take your time, do a good job. We want a lot, stick and span. We don't want any tailings. I mean, I mean, for the most part, we don't have problems with our subs. Our subs buy into what we're, you know, telling them what we want done because honestly, they're getting paid. So, rounded yeah. corners. Every time I go to a lot, it's rounded corners. And Luke, I don't know if you know what a rounded corner is, but every time, even if I'm not like pushing snow in Fargo and I like pull into a parking spot, I'm like, God damn it. There's a fucking rounded corner there. Jeremy, you'd fire you over that. <laughs> not actually, not actually, but yeah, we don't like rounded corners. We don't like rounded corners. They're, you know, we're like, just take the extra two seconds and pull in and back drag out instead of swoop in, you know? Yeah. Fine if it's like we're bulking stuff out the, around the corner, but if we're detailing, I want it perfect. You want to see those curb lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. So, Jeremy, it seems like, I mean, just with Glacier, it it keeps growing, right? And with the model, it's like, well, of course it is because it's, it's not going to stop snowing in Fargo and Moorhead, Minnesota. And, uh, but like the, your model of like, you can sub on, we'll take care of you. We'll take care of uh, the rest of the work. Do, are, do you guys want to get bigger? Are you trying to dial it back? Like what's the kind of the business plan for the next few years? We've honestly talked about dialing back, but that never, it's probably not going to happen. We always, yeah. you know, we, we can kind of pick and choose our account or not. You know, I don't want some brass, but we, you know, we want the, we want the good zero tolerance accounts and a lot of them will come to us. We don't, you know, they'll come to us because they see what kind of job we do. So honestly, it's, probably not by design, but we just keep growing just because we get these good accounts coming that to us that want want us. And we got to either buy more iron or we got to get more subs. So kind of do both every year. It seems like we'll get a couple more subs and we'll buy more iron. So, yeah. What are your biggest, what are your biggest headaches right now then? Um, honestly, employees, you know, yeah. I'm, same as everybody else. It's trying to get good employees. I mean, obviously everybody sees all the, equipment and stuff like that but we got to have guys in that equipment and it comes yeah. down to you know like i say i tell you guys i don't care if i have the newest equipment pay you whatever amount of money 
they still got to show up. I mean, still got to answer that phone call. And it's a part-time job for all these guys, you know, for the most, you know, it's a seasonal you know, yeah. part-time job. So we try to make it as lucrative as we can. And, you know, we're pretty flex. I mean, we're flexible. We have to be because, I mean, I can't tell somebody they have to come here. They just, you know, they got to want to come here. So, yeah. Does the show rate or attendance drop a little bit as the season goes on? Or if there's a huge snowstorm, like on day five, does it kind of, do those calls not in specific terms 110 to 13 maybe <laughs> yeah yeah that'll that'll will happen where you know i'll send uh i got them you know i hire guys constantly hire guys my phone i think i have 100 guys in my just for my loader crew 100 wow. guys close to 100 and i'll send a mass text out and you know obviously i got my base crew and once once those guys either can't come or whatever we fan out to everybody else but it's excuse me it's tough it's i mean for this year, honestly, this year has been really good. I mean, the guy's been great. We've been pushing hard. They've been, you know, they're making good money. We're making money. So it's, I mean, this year has been a good start, but I don't know if, if we could keep it consistent, like snow every week to 10 days, I think the guys would like it. But yeah. if you get that long lapse, then you'll get guys that kind of forget about it. And then you call them and they're like, I don't want to do that. You know, These, yeah. your subs like it, but maybe you're not employees. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, subcontractors, they obviously want the extra income in the, yeah. in the winter. And obviously, I would think employees would too, but some don't. You know, most of them are college kids. So how do you put up, so 100 guys, we'll call them 100 base guys. How do you put up with that many personalities? Are, are a lot of them return people? I remember you talking on Brian's podcast about how you reach out to a lot of the egg-based college kids or people in that industry because usually they don't have a lot to do you know how many new guys do you guys think you take on every year oh i'll probably take a, um probably 20 to 30 new guys every year at, at least probably more than that you know honestly i try to i try to get a kids we're in a a country here so i don't really advertise too much i mean i i try to but it's not it's more or less word of mouth guys will a friend of a friend who pushed for us or they'll see see my instagram or tiktok or whatever and they'll you know they want to come join us which is great but honestly the i like the egg guys because they know equipment and they know what the stuff's cost and they know how to you know they know it's gonna how to run it usually so how do you pre-qualify yeah that's i mean obviously and honestly some of my best best guys have been guys that came here green as can be they didn't run a load or whatever and teach them how to run a loader and you know they're going to ndsu whatever freshman year i mean they're i've had a couple guys that some of my best employees you know that never ran it equipment before they got here and you know they you teach them how how you want them to run it and they do a great job and they show up and want to work so do you guys have like a training day for like those new guys to where you're like yep come by we'll show you kind of all the functions kind of what we expect for pushing obviously other than the powerpoint uh honestly no i mean they come in and i'll uh I'll do them a quick walk through the shop, talk to them a little bit, and I'll, I'll tell them I go, "You guys want to come, come on by, and we'll we'll go through." I mean, I give them the invite whenever they're convenient for them to come to me, and we'll teach them the load or whatever on whatever day. I don't have like a specific day, I guess if you want to say, but yeah, we'll definitely train them. But it's like I always tell them, like, I can tell you all day long how to run this loader and stuff, but you're gonna run it however you're gonna run it once you're in the seat. I mean, yeah. Obviously, and I will correct it if I see you're doing it wrong, but at least that's, that's been my philosophy for how many years now. And it seems to be working, I guess. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, always... I, got, I got great, I got a great core of guys. If they see somebody doing something wrong, they'll, they'll let them know too. I mean, you know how guys are in the field. I mean, they right. might jump them, but not jump on like me. And they're just going to tell them what's up. Yeah. Chase always jumps on me. We got to <laughs> jump on him back. Just uh, Sorry, Luke. Jeremy, do you, uh, do you have a limit on hours that people can work or do you ever have somebody that's trying to work too many hours and like trying to make too much money or you have to just send them home? Um, absolutely not. I, I've never <laughs> sent home. Other than Jeremy. No. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No, I've, I will never send anybody. I mean, unless I see him fall asleep at the wheel, but honestly, I've told guys before, you know, we get the long story. We'll be going 25, 30 some hours. And Dang. a lot of my guys will do it. I mean, I don't force them to be out there, but I, I'll, 
I'll try to have backups and they're like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm like, well, if you need to take a nap, go take a nap for a while. And you know, yeah, I give them the option. I'm not going to, I mean, you can say it's safe or unsafe, but I mean, honestly, my, my base crew is, I'll put them, I guess, anybody, they, those mm-hmm. guys, those guys will kick ass or anybody. I think. Yeah. They run hard. Yeah. You've seen it firsthand. Oh they yeah. Don't, they don't want to give their loaders up. Honestly, I don't think they want to get out of their loaders. No, they yeah, no, they custom. don't. I don't think they want anyone just in them. You know, they're very no. particular, which is another cool thing. Like you hop in them and they're spotless. If anything is out of place, like they have pens on the sides of like the little holders. And if any of those are moved, oh, it hell's breaking loose. They're pissed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, and our, 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 honestly, all of our loaders or a lot of the guys jump into loaders, the boots come off at the door. They're in the stocking theater. They have slippers in there. Yep. And, I mean, they, it's, they, they always say it's life changing to push in your stocking feet or whatever. It's like, I mean, they want their, their loaders are their home. So they're, they're clean as can be. And yeah. And they all get on a big party call. And so I always tell my guys, if you're not having fun, then it's probably time for you to leave because it's, yeah. I mean, you're out there with your buddies for the most part, even if you don't know each other by the end of the season, you're all the, all these guys are buddies and they're all having fun together. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And even a lot of the subs, I feel like mesh really well with that core group too. Oh, definitely. I I won't say all of them, but I would say probably most of them, you know, I don't know all the subs, so I can't speak for them, but I have a good take on most of them. Yep. For sure. Yeah. All of our subs are, all of our subs are great subs. They they all get along and we uh, honestly, whatever they need, we'll do. And we'll give subs extra work. I mean, we could do a lot of extra work ourselves with all of our equipment, but we know you guys got to eat too. So we'll, we'll, you know, if we give you a, our subs a lot, we pretty much hand that lot to you and that's your lot to take care of. I mean, yep. on, a, on a day like today and there's nothing going on, we could go do it with all of our stuff, but we're going to still give that work to our subs because that's their lot and you know, they need to eat too. So mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Luke, uh, I'm curious from your point of view, you know, I, I think a lot of people listening have, owned a construction company for maybe two, three, four years and are very new. And are I, I've seen a lot of them dive into snow just by themselves and like try and figure it out. Like, do you, I mean, it sounds to me, help me understand why they wouldn't go sub out under a bigger company. It just seems like there's, it, it's easier to just jump in, dive into their system. They already have their processes, make some money. And then you kind of figure out whether that's the direction you want to go or not. Like, why wouldn't you do that? compared to like trying to start it all yourself? Mm, I'm, that's kind of a tough question, right? Because I wouldn't just tell you to go to a big company and sub on with them because I've heard horror stories from the Fargo area to where these companies that, you know, other than Glacier, they do take subs on, but they don't treat their subs like Jeremy just said, right? Either either they're having them out for the main stuff, but they're not having them out for anything else and their equipment just sits at home, right? So I that see. doesn't make sense. If you... I've never done it on my own. So I don't know the whole process of, you know, I don't know how to bid snow. I don't want to bid snow. I'd rather just get my hourly rate from the glacier guys. They tell me, Hey, snow's coming on Thursday. Have your guys ready. Have crews ready. Perfect. Sounds good. Snow's Thursday. Jeremy calls you at two. Hey, get your guys rolling by three. No problem. Sounds good. You know, it's, it's as simple as that. You just, the biggest thing with subbing, you just have to be present, right? You want to be able to help them because they're trying to help you too. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't say just go sub with anybody because I know that doesn't work. I've heard stories from other companies, again, from companies in town to where they just piss people off and it it doesn't, I feel like it kind of tarnishes the subcontractor's name, but that's with any contracting business. Obviously, there's good and bad. Honestly, we, answer your question. if I speak up here, like Luke, we tell you straight out, I mean, you're going to make more money if you go on your own. I mean, mm-hmm. We, we we're i mean obviously you're gonna make more money to go on your own if you don't sub but you also have to worry about all the other stuff that we take care of so that's why we try to make it as easy as and seamless as possible for our subs but so that's kind of where we sell ourselves i mean we we get plows to our subs and we charge them a rate like a minimal rate to use our plows like minimal and for what a plow costs nowadays but yet then they don't have to go buy a plow we we'll we take the expense of the plow and all they have to do is, you know, if something breaks, they'll fix it or cutting edges or something like that. So that's what we try to make it, make it somewhat lucrative for our 
subs, you know, if you want to say that, I guess. Oh, and I know you said you don't make money as a sub on your last podcast, Luke, but we don't, we're just, I mean, we do it obviously to supplement guys. We're, we're right. in it to keep equipment moving and guys yep. getting their hours, right? Make payments. It, you obviously make money on it. Otherwise you wouldn't be doing it, but it's not like you said, if you go out on your own, yeah, you can make more money. But for that, it's not to to me, it's not about making money, right? It's about just keeping things moving, keeping guys happy, giving the guys their hours, and then rolling in the springtime. Um, one thing I did want to touch on that kind of was a good topic, and Luke, maybe this can tie in a little bit as well, is I know people ask me all the time, you know, Don even asked me this year, Luke, why are you, why are you subbing with us? You can go make more doing it your own. And I remember when I first started, I just had my skid. Um, I used glacier and i told people i subbed with them and i feel like i got work from them or from other people because they knew the glacier name and they knew the work that kind of revolved around them and what they do and it almost put me into well if they accept you to do work with them then we'll definitely trust you to do our work as well so i feel like that kind of helped accelerate my growth and that's why i'm i mean i'm loyal to those guys i have i have no intention of doing our own snow ever that's, you know, obviously my case. I'm sure there's other people that have different cases, but that's where I'm at. So um, that was a good topic. Okay, Jeremy, I want to take it back. I want you to get a little deep on us here. Back to the loyalty part to where Don called you and said, yep, we got a spot for you. Come on back. You said you caught, you guys were obviously smaller than you were now, you know, 12, 15 years ago. Every, it, I, I've said it multiple times, everybody that thinks Glacier thinks of Jeremy. They think of you kind of at the forefront, right? And from what I've seen, you are the guy, and obviously there's behind the scenes stuff as well, but you're the guy to where they tell you to jump and you ask how high. And I feel like that is how you guys have grown exponentially. You know, having someone like yourself at the forefront, taking on those challenges, I remember when that storm over Christmas, you were out, we were out at the hospital and you were banging against the curb. And I think you were falling asleep when we were on the phone and you're like, yeah, man, I've been out for like 48 hours. And I was like, holy shit, good for you. And he's like, Hey, it's gotta get done. You know? So kind of, kind of walk us through, you know, your mentality on that side of things to where I know what I want to achieve. What were like some of your driving factors and how did how did you play into what Glacier wanted? What did they present to you that was like 100%, I'm in, I'm going to give you everything I have? Well, I guess I've always been a worker. I'm not afraid to work. You know, my off season, I'll go work on the farm just for, I love running equipment and stuff like that. So I'm not afraid to work. And when I came out with Don and we seemed like we just kept growing every year, we, I didn't even know if it's my choice. We just kept growing with our, Collins we were getting and stuff and he would say can we do this Jeremy can we do this I'm like yeah we'll we'll, we'll figure it out I, I'm not going to say no to anything you know we're going to make money let's go make money I, obviously I want to be the biggest and best there is because that's just my mentality is that you you got to grow you got to grow and but you got to be able to do the work too I mean we we'll take on a lot of work but we do have to be able to manage the work and obviously there's it's been years where you know we've been stretched where we probably don't have enough equipment but we always figure it out and get it done i mean it's it's just the my mentality is that i'm not gonna quit i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going i mean my mentality is that if, if we're working my guys are out i'm out i'm not gonna leave if my guys are out i mean that's it's just that's don always tells me go home get sleep go home i'm like yeah i he still says this day we've been together for what i don't know I don't know how many years, 15 plus years now. And he'll still tell, you got to get sleep, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, when are you going to work? Just stop saying that. You know, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm going to get yeah. this shit done. That's just, yeah. I'm not, I'm not quitting until the job is done. And he always say, we will take care of him. Like, yeah, I know, but I have a hard time letting shit go. You know, that's yeah. probably one thing I really got to work on is delegating more, you know, trusting other people to do stuff and not, they do fine. I just, it's just my mentality of, I feel like I have to be there, which I don't. And I know I don't, but I think I'm getting better in the last couple of years where I'm letting a little more stuff go, but I can always work on a lot more than what I've been doing, I guess. So 
you just always know gotta grow a little bit. And, you know. Right. And it's hard to it's hard to obviously you can trust other people doing it, but you knowing it and doing it for so long, you don't want it compromised, right? And people do make mistakes. They it's just right. part of human nature. But when you've been at it so long, you know those mistakes and you can probably spot them out a little bit easier to where you're you like that control. I, I totally get that. Yep. And it's, you know, it could be my ego. I don't know. It's just, I like, I like to be in charge. I like to be in control. And like I say, I'm, I think I'm getting better at letting stuff go, but it's still hard and it's very slow process, but I've got a lot of people I've been, you know, leaning on lately and they've been telling me to let stuff go. And there's been a couple nights for hauling and, you know, I, I'm all, all time hauling and I, I've actually got home before hauling's done, which is kind of, I just don't, I do it, but I don't really like it. It kind of yeah. goes against my, my guys are out. I'm out deal. And I've, I've done that a few times. I just, it's not, doesn't sit well with me, but it really should because I trust my guys. My guys are great. They can handle anything. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, I could run this from, you know, we, me and Don talk. I mean, I could run the show from Hawaii, you know, on my phone, whatever, mm-hmm. So, which I've done that before. I mean, I was at the NFR a couple of years ago and it's, there was no snow in forecast and I, flew to vegas to go to the national finals and next thing you know we got two inches of snow like so i'm running it from my phone at the at the rodeo telling you know guys where to go i mean it's fine but it's like you can't enjoy any off season or, you know you can't right. enjoy it when you so but yeah as far as your question goes i'm uh i always say yes we'll do it we'll get it done i'll figure it out don't worry about it that's the way that's the way i've always been with you know with the glacier here and i think that's what helped us grow and you know, we're just, we, we don't quit. Yep. We don't, we only have, I can say this, I don't know how to word it, but if it's in the snow, snow, you don't have a, uh, you have like one chance to get it right. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't say, oh, my, my equipment's down. I'll, I'll come in tomorrow and take care of yeah. that. No, that's not going to work. No. You have to figure out that night how to get that done to make that client happy. So you, you, you don't have time. I mean, nobody expects, specs or no one will accept an excuse from you as a snow contractor you just have to figure have you ever had any of that like example happen to where it's like everything against the wall we're fucked but you still got it done oh yeah numerous times give us an example give us an example oh we've had we've had equipment go down you know we've had a few loaders go down at night and we're like what the hell the hell we can get this done we're you know, and then you start pushing on the guy, you guys got to move, you got to move, you got to move. And come 6, 7 a.m., the guys somehow got it done, which you went to thought they got it done. No. Or we'll, we'll pile drive. You know, you've seen what we'll do. We'll, we'll bring every loader to a lot if we have to. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, 28 I mean, of them for a span of however many feet that is. With yeah. <laughs> I, don't really think, I mean, obviously, I, once in a while we do that for fun, but it's, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. We ask why you can do it. We do it because we can. I mean, but. I mean, yeah, there's been, there's been times like ice storms where we've, stuff is iced up and we haven't got the salters out and, you know, it's just, it's been really bad at times where, or you think it's going to be really bad, but at the end, we somehow get it done. I mean, we Mm -hmm. just, somehow everybody bands together and we figure it out, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, magical how we (laughs) get it done. It's weird. Sometimes you're like, there's no way we're going to get this done and somehow we get it done it's the team that you guys have built. It's the, it's yeah. the, it's the value that you bring and everybody has played into that value and, you know, they all believe it. Oh, definitely. It, we're nothing without our team of guys and subs. I mean, they're, they're what make us who we are. I mean, obviously we got to lead them, but besides that, they, they got to do their job and they do it yeah. great. So. Yeah. And like you said, Jeremy, I mean, you can have all the equipment in the world. You can have the coolest business, but if you have nobody to operate that equipment, I mean, you're screwed. Oh, definitely. Yeah. That's, a, that's, I'm, I'm worried, honestly, down the road here. Once I got, I got this core group of guys that I love these guys and, and I don't know what I'm going to do. And, you know, they're all getting older and they get families and married and stuff. And I'm just like, I don't want to do if I, you know, these guys will go to war for me anytime, you know, no. what I'm going to do when, when they all, I mean, obviously every year we get more guys and more guys will start taking their roles, but it's, it's nerve wracking, honestly. No. Yeah, Ben just got married. Hopefully, yeah. he sticks around a little bit longer. Luke, if you only knew what helicopter Ben stood for, you, <laughs> you would probably laugh a lot. Honestly, I uh, no, I think I have one idea that's in my head, uh, just from wrestling, and so 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know why you have that from a wrestling, but well, it was from Jarrett. So that's that's all I've got in my, in my brain go. right now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Anyway, yeah. Oh fuck. I'm fuck. That's funny. I gotta. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Jeremy, we obviously we're talking a lot about you know the equipment, talking a lot about your guys. You know, winter months, obviously as you transition like into the summer months, like I'm assuming that's your off season there. Like, what does that look like? And how do you, like, what do you do with the equipment? Cause you even have, you know, plows, you've got these loaders. Like, do you use that during the summer at all? Or do you just kind of prepare for the next winter? We mainly, well, hundred percent. We prepare for the next winter. It's, we have a mechanic in the shop. He goes through every loader. He goes through every plow and we strip them all down you know, if they got rust or anything, we try to take care of that, paint everything. I mean, go through everything. For the most part, yeah, summers are just getting ready for the next winter. And off season, we have a few mower crews that'll mow. mow. I'll do, I do dust control on Galvarola stuff um, in the summer, just to, just to keep guys busy. We try to work four days a week, you know, take Fridays off just because in the winter we're, you know, on call 24 seven all winter. So right. summers we try to relax a little bit, but seem like they just keep getting busier and busy too but, yeah so. no because you guys are what two dust control guys now uh we'll have yeah we'll have For two three. spray trucks this year and then our nurse trucks we'll have three trucks running next well this summer hopefully so that's a good yeah. fleet because it was just you like two years ago wasn't it oh yeah yeah we just got a nurse truck last year i think or a year and a half ago yeah but yeah it's yeah it's yeah it was supposed to be like we said at summertime it's supposed to be kind of a relaxed time but it's you know, dust control is getting bigger and we just i don't know it just gets you don't want to turn work down i mean you want to make money so mm-hmm. yeah yeah you gotta, you gotta go and we have the equipment so as far as the loaders they'll sit i always tell everybody they just hibernate all summer and everybody's kind of drops their jaws and like how can you have that sit and like it works for us so that's what we do so yeah yeah definitely um so in the mowing side, you guys just do that for certain clients, right? You don't go out and actively seek. It's just more of like, hey, your yearly contract will take care of you yearly. So you don't have to deal with you know, another company, right? Correct. Yeah, we yeah. just take care of some yearly stuff. We, I mean, we're not, we're not, you know, going to go mow a bunch of residents. We're not mowing any residentials and we're not, we're not that kind of mowing crew. We're, we're pristine. We're, as Don always says, we're kind of like pasture mowers. Well, you know, just knock it down. <laughs> coming knock it down don is coming from the beekeeper i think every time i go in and talk to him he always is like luke you know i was a beekeeper right i'm like yes Don. i think you've told me that about 60 times now but yes tell me the beekeeping story how was it (laughs) oh yeah he likes the bees yeah yeah don is good um another kind of question so risk will risk reward right how do you guys kind of manage your contracts right are you like you said you you kind of you kind of pick and choose which ones you guys want but are there others like in town that you know that you actively want to try to get or again like you said do they just kind of come to you all the time well i don't want to say they'll come to us but obviously there's a lot that are up for bids and we'll put up you know we we have specific parameters we want for our customers where you know we want to we want to zero tolerance we're we're the snow professionals so honestly we don't want somebody telling us you know go at we're going to go at one inch two inch whatever we're not going to we're not going to do that we're, mm-hmm. we're the professionals if we're if it's a half inch of snow we're rolling or less you know it depends on what it looks you know how it is Luke. but and everybody thinks we're crazy for that but that's why everybody thinks we must get like 150 inches of snow every year that follow me on all the social media because they see all of our stuff out all the time. Well, we're, we're definitely zero tolerance company where we want, you know, we got, we got a lot, a lot of li- liability out there, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of slip and fall and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's a people, a lot of customers will see here's our lot. Here's the neighbor's lot. They are like, well, we want our lot to look like theirs. So that's how we get a lot of our accounts. We're like, well, Glacier does that a lot. So that's how we're going to do. And to be honest, we've changed, I don't want to, well, I can brag about ourselves. We deserve it. I mean, we changed how snow in this town is done. I mean, mm-hmm. Glacier is, everybody's followed our, followed what we do. I mean, Everyone tries to mimic you guys, I feel like. Yeah. So, no. 
I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, no one was ever out under inch of snow. No one in this town was ever out. Now you look out half inch of snow, whole town's out pushing. I mean, nobody was yeah, that's, nobody did. that's common ground now, I feel like. Yeah. Once you get a half, yeah. obviously an inch now, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's North Dakota, but everybody wants the lots to look like it's Arizona, you know, but it's pavement, you know, all the time. So that's just the way it is. And I think we, you know, I guess it's supposed to be a compliment. It is a compliment that everybody kind of follows you, but it's like, damn, you know, that's, that's our gig, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can, you can try to, you can try to imitate it, but a lot of the times you can't, right. A process right. is so refined that it is very tough to duplicate. Right. So. Definitely. Yeah. And the, there's so much value in like telling your clients like how or your contracts how it's going to go this is what we do and this is why because you are the experts in your in your uh you know in snow and so we do the same thing with you know marketing and i know luke does the same thing in his business it's like you you have to take that stand of like this is how it's going to be it's not because i'm being rude it's because we do this every single day and we know what we're doing so you have to just trust it if you don't want to do it that way like there's probably another company you can work with and i think that just helps, like you said, the zero tolerance, the the liability you have um, working with all these companies. It's just you need to do it a certain way every single time, and and just like setting those expectations. Um, do you feel like you're ever like softer on those expectations any certain year, or is it pretty like rigid each and every year? And have you been pretty consistent with keeping that up? No, we're pretty rigid. To be honest, we've had a few accounts that are like. Like we, like I said, we don't like to take on an inch or two inch minimum, but we've act, you know, we have some national accounts that are like that. You know, yeah. if, if it's a two inch minimum, we're not supposed to touch it. We're, we'll, we'll hit it at an inch because we're anal. We want to, we don't want our name on that lot to look like that. Yeah. As dumb as that sounds, you know, we're maybe we might not get paid for it or whatever. I mean, obviously we'll, we'll make our case to whoever. And we've had accounts this year that, was like a two inch minimum and we're like the the managers are like no this ain't gonna work because we're like we can't touch it until it's that and so then they changed the they changed it you know two weeks into the season to yeah you guys just do what you need to do make it yeah. do it however you want to do it just because we are the professionals and that's we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna screw a customer we're just we're just gonna do our job honestly right. so, you know and we're gonna do our job to the best we can you know we want it we want to, we don't want to take advantage of anybody, but we're going to do our job correctly. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So. Yeah. You, you have an expectation and you don't want that to be based off of somebody else's rules. Right. In yep. a way. Yeah. No, I like. I mean, that. there's, there's some, like I say, there's some accounts where you can't do it. You know, we have, I don't want to name them, but there's a few where like, you know, we'll just, it's, it's, it's national companies. They're just, some are good. Some are just, I mean, they're all okay, I guess, but I don't, some of the rules are just ridiculous, but yeah, well, no, definitely what, and I know this can be kind of a generic answer to this too, but I'm sure, I'm sure people could probably get some info from you on this. If you were to, I mean, what advice can you give people in the snow world, right? What advice can you give them to say, you know, is it set your expectations, try to bring those expectations to clients and then execute or what are, give us some like bases for people wanting to get in the game on how they can start on their own snow. Starting on our own snow. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, we are not, I would say we, but Don, we started, Glacier started with a skidster and a pickup. So he yeah. starts, starts snow, uh, small and you just kind of, you Start getting your accounts that you want. Go, you know, you got to start small. Honestly, right now, if you're going to get in the snow, residential, I, I know you in residential. I hate residential. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I wouldn't want to do it, but there's a lot of money to be made in residential if you want to do it. But especially right now, there's, you know, there's some big holes in the residential area right now in town. But, yeah, there um, is. but if you start small and then you start with your customers, just whatever you tell them, just back it up you know i'm gonna i'm gonna be here every time for this do it do it for the amount you're gonna tell them just be honest with them and up front and you just honestly your name will start growing and you, you can start or even like if you want to sub on to like a company like us for a few years till you get 
you know, then you get some contacts and stuff like that. A lot of guys have done that. They've subbed for us for a few years and they'll go off on their own. We don't, we don't judge them for that. I mean, you guys can do what you need to do for yourselves, but it's honestly just got to back up what you say you're going to do and, you know, and let your name speak for itself, to be honest. On the bidding side. And again, these can be generic as well for like, just, just a, just a big pool. Do you guys do a lot of like hour minimums or is it like, Hey, we are going to bid this lot off of, off of how long it'll take us. We'll do, honestly, we'll give, give the client probably three options. We can do a seasonal, we can do an hourly, or we can do a per time. You know, we'll give them three, three or four apps, or we can do like a one to three inch, three to six, or, you know, we can do stuff like that. Cause we kind of know what our numbers are, what we can get done per hour, you know, per machine. And we can track, you know, the, the square footage. So yeah, obviously there's a little, there's a little play in there, but honestly, we'll give them different options, whatever they feel comfortable, you know, with the seasonal or, uh, you know, per hour or per time. Yep. Per times are nice, but a lot of guys don't do per times around here. So I was going to say that per time doesn't seem very common. And especially a lot with like, yep, we'll do this for our hourly rate, but here's your minimum hourly, you know, because then I feel like whoever it is, they're like, well, if you were here five minutes and you're charging me an hour, that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, I mean, you have to have a minimum. I mean, you know that. Correct. Yeah, you it's, do. It's, it's, it's just for your equipment. I mean, time to get there, you feel every your manpower you have. I mean, there's just got to be a, a minimum charge yeah. for this stuff. I mean, you can't charge me five minutes and you're not going to make any money that way. So Correct. Yeah. I mean, Correct. per times are nice. I think per times are, I mean, we have some per times, but it's a lot of, uh, I think a lot of per times are in East Coast. And it's a pretty big thing out there. So what I've heard yeah. from a lot of guys, but that those are nice too. I mean, it's hard to sell guys on that too. I could see why that would be a harder sell. Do you, so with equipment getting as expensive as it is, is this where you guys maybe are trying to find better deals on you stuff at all? Or are you like, nope, we want to push more subs to come on? You know, what's a, lo- a new loader probably next year? A new 926 is going to be what, 250, 260? Great. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Kevin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he uh, likes you, 265. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And not even going to have that deal. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no lower prices prices are getting ridiculous obviously so obviously we went with a volvo we went with a couple of volvos this year they their price compared to our cat and a deer was substantially less and for about the same machine and honestly my guys like those new volvos we got i mean i'm not you know just pushing volvos i'm just saying price wise yeah it's, it's becoming a big thing so we're not afraid to try different equipment i mean mm-hmm. we'll try anything i mean I don't care what color it is. It comes in here and it's going to push snow. Let's do it. I mean, as long as you got some service to back it up, you know, something happens, but yeah. yeah. service. I mean, service the, yeah, service is huge, but the, you know, you know, my loop, it's, it's the, the price tag is getting ridiculous. And, mm-hmm. and, I feel like that's going to put a lot. It's going to kind of turn people off on a lot of, I won't even call it the bigger stuff, but the bigger machines, right. They're going to condense down into smaller, more affordable and I don't know if that'll affect pricing in the area at all, just because it is getting so expensive and it's so tough to buy the new stuff that, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the outlooks look like. So again, I'm not behind the logistics side of things. I'm just a phone call away and get your ass out there. Sounds good. Uh, prices are a big thing. Obviously, obviously we're going to have to go up. I mean, price tags go up and all this equipment. It's something's got to go up. Everything else in life is groceries are going up, everything. So, I mean, honestly, it seemed like, People don't expect us to go up as you, you know, we should go up obviously because we're perform, performing a service it's like yep. everybody else, but we're kind of the neglected service for people don't give a shit about. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to pay a snow removal bill. No, nobody, mm-hmm. nobody cares about snow at all. I mean, until they have a lawsuit. Yeah. I mean, you could do a lot. We could, we could have this lot hundred percent or 99.9% clean. If we miss a little, little nub over here. They're going to call you in that now. They're not going to call you and tell you, God, you guys did a great job. But, we, you know, they'll call you and say, oh, you missed the nub in the back corner there. Can you come get that? Which, what is, obviously, we should have done, but, you know, people make mistakes. So. Yeah. What is the saying? You can do 99 of the thing, or you can do the thing 99% correct, 
but people will remember the 1% over the 99% every day. Oh yeah, for sure. I think I've heard God say that like 10 times. That's yeah, we preset our, we preset our meeting all the time. We call it yep. the what 5% rule or something like that. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's, yeah, you do everything great, but you miss one little thing. They're going to let you know. They're not going to tell you you did a good job. I mean, it's, it's kind of nice. We've gotten a few emails and stuff that tells you you did a great job or whatever. Those are really nice. I think we actually might even frame those because they're so rare because <laughs> nobody, nobody actually tells you you do a good job. So, but no. I think we're doing a good job or I know we do a good job. I mean, obviously we're all human. We miss, we might miss a yeah. fire door. Or we might miss something here and there. So, yep. but but you'll always go back and fix it and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. What, and I got one last question here, Luke, what is something that you can tell people that are looking for positions like yours, you know, obviously not your position, but this can be very generic as well. You know, somebody that is with another company, they maybe don't have that long-term vision, maybe that you were presented with when you started with Glacier, you know, what are some things to look for? And then how do they capitalize on that? You know, how can they make the best position of that? Like, if that makes sense, maybe I can reword that a little bit better. I would say, honestly, if you're, you're in a company, just show them, I mean, show them that you want to, you want to grow with the company, show them that this company needs something to you. Be willing to put in the long hours if you have to. I mean, I mean, don't, don't say no. I mean, I, I never say no. I mm-hmm. mean, me and Don might butt heads on some things, you know, where I see, he sees it one way and I see another, but I'm, I'm not a yes man. But I will, I mean, I will stand up for what I think is what I think needs to be done or whatever. So, I mean, don't always have your, you know, you got to have your own backbone, but mm-hmm. obviously be willing to put in the work. Show whoever that, you know, you're in this for the long haul, you're in it for the company. Um, honestly, that's, that's what I did. It's, it's, I, I just don't say no and just be willing to put the time and effort in and show that you, I mean, I, I put everything into this company, you know, it's, there's, I mean, I'll stay here nights, whatever, don't matter. I do what I need to do. And obviously nobody, not everybody's gonna be like me and do that. I mean, a lot of times I do too much, I think, or something, or people tell me that. Yep. But obviously for the most part, just gotta, just gotta show that you, you want to be here. You want to grow and, and you're willing to do whatever it takes and just show that whoever that you, that's what you're here for, I guess. If you were in that position, that was, say you were Don, right. And you were looking for somebody to show you, what are you looking for? Right. What are you looking for out of that person? Is it, you know, staying late asking to watch the equipment? Is it asking questions about how everything is logistically? Is it, you know, examples that way, you know, what are, what are some specific things? I'd want somebody that's going to, I guess, like you just said, I want somebody that wants to learn the company inside and out, wants to, wants to learn, you know, what it is to, to buy the equipment, whatever, hire employees, how to treat the employees. Let's talk about bidding. Let's, you know, let's, let's learn every aspect of the company. Show me that you want to be here and you're not, you're not just here for, you know, five minutes, you're, you you want to be here. So they don't want to invest in you. You know, I want, I want, I want to invest in guys that want to be here. You know, you can, you can tell what guys don't, you know, they're just kind of stopping by for a while. No. So, I mean, it's, you can usually tell that pretty quick if they're, no. if they're, they're in the so long haul. Or I mean, obviously snow games, it's a tough game. I mean, you know, I missed, I missed quite a few Christmases or, you know, this and that just because, you know, we do, you know, hospital stuff like that where you there is no well, i'm sorry we'll, we'll be we'll be here after you get done opening gifts and stuff like that you know it's yeah. it's you just got to work i mean it sucks i mean for your family and stuff but it it's part of the game that's kind of what you sign up for mm-hmm. and i feel like that's you know it's it it's more than just snow on that too right if you if you do want to excel to where you're at you really do have to put in the hours it doesn't matter if it's snow if it's lawn care if it's if it's any kind of business right you just if you want to excel, you have to be present and you have to make that known. Yep, for sure. Doesn't matter what it is, no lawn, like you said, anything. It's you want you gotta show them you're you're to make a commitment to the company. Obviously, you don't want to be, you know, you still want to have a life too, which I probably don't. This is my life. Mm-hmm. That's where I, I might have 
done some things wrong with that where I should have, you know, not been here as much, but that's just, it's, it's nobody's fault on my own. I just, that's just my personality where yep. I'm, I'm always thinking I need to be here to take care of shit, which I don't, but yep. so. Definitely. No, good advice. And again, I think that's, that's universal advice as well. Cause I'm the same. If, if, if I know that you're invested in me, I'm going to invest in you. If you ask me, what do you charge for this? What do you charge for that? And if I'm putting that trust in you, that tells that person, I want you to stick around. I want you to learn this. I want you to grow with us. So no, I agree. Definitely. Yeah. Luke, that was like a perfect topic. Cause I think we, it was the last podcast. We talked a lot about that of as an employee, what can you do uh, to kind of take that next step and go above and beyond and just tying these all together uh, has been really cool to watch. Mm -hmm. I think there is a lot more that can be done that people don't really think about. You know, they're very, very surface level on how they see the growth, but they don't want to get below the surface level. And maybe it's because they might think they're overstepping, but I don't think any employer, anybody in a high, high management position will ever tell somebody that they're overstepping if they genuinely want to know something about the company, if they genuinely want to learn, if their if their motive is, you know, not to grow with the company or if like, hey, I'm just going to learn this for myself, break off. I feel like you can usually tell that as well. You know, you can usually tell the people that are for you and then are maybe there for the wrong reasons. Jeremy, right? Have you noticed that before or seen that oh, at all? For sure. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Yep. That's, that's pretty easy to see, honestly. Very easy to see. Very easy to see. Yeah. So I, I feel like the business owner or whoever it is, they should be able to feel that out or smell that out pretty quickly. Oh yeah. yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like I've said, Don's, I, I love Don. Don's like family. I mean, he's been great to me in every aspect and he's never asked, honestly, he's never asked anything of me. I just, I just do it because I know it needs to get done. He's the one that's always pushing me to, you know, leave, do something different, you know, or, you know, and I, I just, you know, I just know this job needs to be done and I got to get it done one way or another. So where'd you get your work ethic from? Were you, did you, did you grow up on a farm? Yep. Grew up on a farm. I suppose my, my father, yeah, he, he, uh, he always worked. I mean, he's, worked nonstop so I'm guessing you know I got it from him for the most part so yeah. he, he'd go from his full-time job to go help whoever else you know too so I guess watching him do it and I guess want to make money I guess I, yeah. I like money so you obviously have kids as well how did like your expectations for your kids you know how how do you try to show them how to work honestly by example I've I have a daughter that's uh, 19 now. My boy's 13 and he's, he's been here, here and there, you know, he mm -hmm. came a lot more when he's younger. Now he's, you know, with his buddies a lot more now, but yep. I mean, he, he loves the equipment. And I mean, I got a picture in my office of him. I think he's, what is he? Seven. He's running a 721 case loader with the blower on him all by himself. I'm out there taking a picture of me. Love that. I mean, that's probably one of my favorite pictures watching him do that, but obviously he's more involved in sports and stuff. So he, he doesn't come around as much in the, yep. as I would like him to do. I, I mean, yep. but uh, as far as just watching me work and which probably isn't the greatest either. Like I've said, I think I work too much now that I'm actually seeing, I probably work too much, but that's kind of what, how I'm made. So yep. I, I'm trying to back off, but not doing a great at it. So. Tough to back off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I get that. And especially just from seeing it firsthand to how you guys operate, I feel like I would have a hard time in a way. I don't know. Obviously, everybody has a different mentality when it comes to work. And when you put so much time into it, like you have, Jeremy, I would have a hard time backing off too, I feel like. Right. So. And here's a quick example. Of like, uh, like a couple of years ago, we had, um, you know, Casey came on board a couple of years ago with us and he, uh, he was a subcontractor and came full-time on board with us. And, you know, with a sub, like, you know, you just come and go when we call you. Yep. He's, I remember him saying directly, he's like, I didn't know you guys did this much shit between snows, how much stuff there was to do and when it's not snowing, how, how much you had to do it. He's like, this is ridiculous. You know, yeah. he was like, it's, I mean, it's between all you see is the snow part, but there's so much leading up to the snow that, you know, all the equipment doing all the little, 
callbacks you get for this or that, you know, little knickknack stuff. It it just takes a lot of time and effort and manpower. So it, it's there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff nobody actually ever sees or knows about, but a lot of stuff's got to get done for this operation to move. Oh yeah, a lot of office work I can imagine too. Just you know, when I think of like hauling, how many different companies you guys have hauling with you guys. And still, you're like, I need more trucks. I need more trucks. You could have seven different companies out there and each of them have two. You know, I, I can't imagine trying to track down all of those haul sheets, you know, getting all of their hours, the loader guys operate or, you know, hours, everything is tablet with you guys now. So hopefully that's a little bit easier to track. But I mean, yeah, no, nobody sees that behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, the tablets really helped out for us with the tablets, I mean, if they work right, which yep. we got GPS and everything and tablets. So that that helps but uh trucking wise you know that's all still manpower you know that's all just handwritten stuff on the guys and i try to keep track of all the trucks and like that one night i think i had what 30 i think i had 36 trucks calling that one night for us and yeah that's a lot of a lot of shit to a take lot care to keep of. track of that's a lot yeah yeah, yeah it's uh i mean it's fun i mean don't get me wrong i have a good time i love watching all the equipment roll and you know i i like to i like to show up show our shit off I mean, absolutely yeah I mean, we've earned it we I mean, we put in the work and honestly, everybody said, why are you doing that? I'm like, I want to get it. Part of the reason why I bring that many loaders, that many trucks, I want to get the shit done. I mean, I want to get it done in a hurry. I want to get it done for myself. I want to get it done for the clients. I mean, I could, I can milk it off for days for a couple of subs so they make more money, but that's not going to help the clients or ourselves. So let's just get it done. So I'm going to, that's what my mentality is. I want to get it done fast. I want to get it done efficiently. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, especially with those like weird clippers that you get at three, four AM, you know, and things yeah. gotta be cleared by seven. Yeah, then it's then it's turn it up and let's go. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. So well, I think it's, that's uh, a podcast, boys. Yeah, that's a wrap. Jeremy, what a what a show, man. Here's Luke <laughs> to your non-alcoholic whiskey and beer that you're having. Hey, yeah, we're yeah. getting there. We're getting there. We didn't ask oh, Jeremy wow. what he was drinking. Jeremy, what are you having tonight? I got a Tito's seven. Tito's I'm a vodka guy. Vodka guy. Wow, good for you. There we go. Yeah, yeah and shout out, shout out to James at the Innovative yeah, Cup. Look, looking good. Club, yeah. Yeah. Is James <laughs> ever coming back to push this he year? Said again? He, was, uh, he said he was this year, but we'll see if he comes. And I got a, another guy. I've had multiple guys reach out. They want to come. And I'm like, I don't know when it's, you know, it's, it can say eight inches and we get zero. So I'm like, I got guys yeah. in Virginia, guys in New York that want to come out. I'm like, Hey, anybody wants to come out, come on out. I'll take the labor. I'll take the free no. labor. So if James comes out, you have to strip his over with permit again so he gets pulled over. That's got to be like a tradition if he comes. Oh, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was, I remember I was driving down south and I, he calls me and I got pulled over. I'm like, what the? F and I did, I was like, yeah, that's the loader we just got because yeah. we, we had another loader. And I think he was on a loader. I think he was on a lineup of like eight loaders going on the yeah. road and the fucker picked. He picked one loader out that doesn't have a permit. It was fucking James. And I'm like, so I cruised down there and I'm like, I'm like, just give me the ticket. If you, I said, this guy's from, from Connecticut and he actually let us off, which he should have because we had, we didn't have time to even get a, they weren't even open to get an over with permit. You can't no. do it online. I was pumped about that because I didn't have my over with at that point. And he got stopped right off 52nd. And I remember I cruised by and I saw him stop and I'm like, he got James, not me hide me in the fucking thing but i think they ended up finding us like the next day or something and oh you're in that group you're in that loader <laughs> I, I, I wasn't in that group those oh. are all glacier loaders i was behind them but i remember seeing him stopped and i was like hell yeah not me but he got me the next day <laughs> i hate those permits this is a waste of money it's it is stupid. i agree it's but 150 bucks to drive down a road let me just yeah. drive yeah it's ridiculous but yet you'll see a telehandler going on the road with a 10-foot basket and they don't have a permit correct yeah. it's i don't know it's just city of Fargo, James, Fargo, if you're listening shape it up yeah yeah that'll never happen it's free money for them i mean yeah you know what they cost so yeah. and if you get a ticket it's you can't just pay the ticket you got to go to court for it correct correct yep but yeah if james yeah. comes you got to rip his over with off so he can get pulled over again <laughs> I'll do that for sure. I'll even, I'll, even, I'll even call the officers. I don't know a couple of fire cops. I'll say, come pull this guy over. Hey, there, I saw an over with permit. He didn't have one. Pull him over. I'll call Schumann up to him and come get him. Oh, that's good. That is good. So, well, cheers to a not dry January. 
we're clearly not having a dry January right now, but for the snow, we are having a dry January right now. So let's hope that shapes up. Yep. Oh yeah. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks again, Jeremy. Thank you guys.